Irvine. You are tuning in to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And the show that we have for you at this 4 o'clock hour is called Activism for Amateurs International, um, only here on KUCI. I am your host, Lauren Q. And if you are tuning into this show, you are interested in activism and advocacy, social justice, and making change around the world happen in the most positive way possible. That's right. That's what Activism for Amateurs is all about. Um, we've had this show going on uh, a few quarters on and off for the past two years, and i um, really excited for today's topic. Uh, we are going to be talking about issues related to um, sexual assault, uh, domestic violence, and uh, most especially advocacy and activism happening on our campus and off our campus in the international um, level um, in order to uh, tackle some of these issues and try to um, increase awareness and grow and just basically make some of this violence stop. So um, that's what today's show is about, and I have with me um, some guests, uh, very special guests actually, who are uh, actually members of the Vagina Monologues cast. So um, I have here with me Leah and Tian. Do you two want to say hi? Hello. Okay, go sorry, go ahead and say hi again. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so uh, Leah and Tian are both current... Uh, cast members of the Vagina Monologues. And um, just as a little disclaimer um, for all of those uh, who are tuning in right now, um, we do understand that um, the term, uh, you know, vagina isn't normally um, said <laughs> um, out loud in, you know, in just media in general. Um, but uh, the reason why we're saying it a lot is because it is um, the name of an actual production or a play that happens on campus every year um, around the same time as... Um, you know, maybe a week or two after Valentine's Day, so it's around the same time every year. And uh, basically what Vagina Monologues is, um, is it goes after V-Day. So what we call V-Day, um, V-Day is a global activist movement meant to end violence against women and girls by basically uh, raising funds and awareness through um, a benefit production, which is called Vagina Monologues. Um, and basically, V-Day UCI is in its 10th year of supporting UCI's Campus Assault Resources and Education Center, or UCI's Care Office, um, amongst others. So uh, for all of those who are tuning in right now, um, that's basically what uh, V-Day is about, what the production Vagina Monologues is about. And uh, in lieu of the show um, being around, uh, we are going to talk about it uh, today, along with some of the issues that... Um, that entails. So uh, with that also, um, a big part of V-Day is basically just getting more awareness about um, issues that affect women, um, issues that affect uh, not just women, but um, anything that has to do with gender-based um, violence and gender-based oppression is what uh, a lot of the issues are around in regards to V-Day and in regards to vagina monologues. So uh, it's meant to spread awareness and it's meant to be a movement. So uh, it's something that we have every year, which is really great. I'm here at the UCI campus. Um, and yeah, it's always just a really good show. Um, so in, there's a show that's happening 
uh, tonight, uh, if anybody is interested, you know, tuning out there and you would like to see the show, um, we'll uh, make some more announcements um, about that after. But for now, let's go ahead and um, just talk to Leah and uh, Tian a little bit more. So um, if you two could just uh, introduce yourselves, name, uh, major, and why you decided to, you know, just get involved um, with the production Vagina Monologues. Um, so I'm Leah. I um, am an art history major. Um, and I basically decided to get involved in Vagina Monologues because I had a friend um, who confided in me earlier this year that she had been assaulted. Um, and I decided that that's not something I would stand for. Um, and a week later, I found out about Vagina Monologues auditions. Um, and I had seen this show the year before, and I really liked the movement that they were all about. Um, so I decided to audition and try and get involved in that more, because I don't think um, that this is something that should be happening in the world. It needs to stop. Um, hi. So this is Tian. I'm a study abroad student from Thailand. Um, I am... I just had this, I just read this book when I was about 12 years old or 13 years old. The book is about what women should do in the world, how we should um, save enough money, how we should treat each other. And it's just, it's just a very powerful book. And in that book, it has a content that says, um, that is about FGM, female, female genital mutilation. That is the first time that I've heard about this word and I have known about what what the world could do to women. And I was like, it's not okay because we are, we are born as a little girl and, and we just got, we just got done, like, just something, someone just did something to us and we, we didn't without our consent. And it's totally not okay. And that was when I first became, like, you can use the word feminist. But I haven't been big on um, saying that out loud or going to events or whatever. But when I, once I got to UCI as an exchange student, I saw posters everywhere on campus that said, We dare you to say vagina! And I'm like, what is that? That's so cool! <laughs> and I've always been fascinated of um, doing public speaking. So I'm like, oh, I should try and audition. But I've always been, but I kind of shy, I'm kind of shy, and I'm like, oh, I'm not from the States, I have, and I have an accent, and who's going to want me? But then, there was, like, about two hours before the audition started, I was washing my hand in the bathroom, and there was a poster right above the blow dryer that says, like, that says, that talk about the audition plays and time, and I'm like, I totally have to do this. It's, it's important to me, and I feel like I have something to share and, and I have something to give to the world like I am here to make a difference and I can do it so, and now I'm here and the content of the vagina monologues is just powerful and life-changing it's fascinating and heartbreaking it's just everyone should go see it I don't know what to say <laughs> yeah all right, awesome. Thank you, uh, Tian and Leah. So uh, we have two very uh, passionate UCI students here uh, with different backgrounds. Um, where I think the three of us are all uh, different backgrounds and um, both involved with vagina monologues uh, for different reasons. And um, so I guess we'll just go ahead and 
dive right into it and talk about some of these things. Um, and of course, uh, the opinions that we're expressing um, on this show uh, do not represent, you know, KCI in any way or management in any way or the UC uh, Board of Regents. But the, uh, these are strictly just personal you know, opinions, and uh, I guess as the host of the show, I will try my best to um, just try to address some um, opposing views, or just try to um, at least try to make the content as um, full as possible. Uh, but if there's anybody out there, if you'd like to call into the show and um, share um, an opinion, you know, that's relevant to the to the show topic, or if you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 949-824-5824. Again, the number is 949 949- 824-5824 and you are welcome to chat with us about um, some of the topics that we are presenting on the air today and um, of course uh, none of us are um, we're not necessarily you know professionals or experts in, in any of uh, the topics that we're talking about but they are personal um, so we will just be going ahead with that uh, so I guess my first question would be um, uh, it's open-ended for the both of you um, in regards to uh, sexual assault and how it is um, relevant um, in regards to just the UCI campus or just any college campus in um, in general. Why is why is this still such an important um, issue on our campuses today? Even with um, a lot of awareness and definitely, there's like students have to go through you know a lot of training when they first get into UCI. But why is it still in your opinion, why do you think it's still an issue that that happens? Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's a really important issue to still be bringing awareness um, to students about. I think a lot of people do sometimes forget that it does exist, um, even on a college campus. Um, it happens outside a college campus, too. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, how, how else are we going to stop it if we don't know about it? Um, and I think vagina monologues is a great way to um, help people realize that, yes, this is something that is happening on our campus, and no, it's not okay. Um, we, but in order to stop it, we all need to be standing together to stop um, sexual assault on our campus. It can't just be one person um, who knows about the issues and yes. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's I think it's a valid point to make. I mean, um, even just the topic of sexual assault, I realize not a lot of students really know so much about how common it really is for a lot not just women, but for a lot of um a lot of people um, on campus, it is really common. Um, no matter what, um, you know, gender you are, what background you're from, it's common in a lot of uh, different cultures as well. So, I mean, I guess it's coming to college and like meeting a lot of different people, and you have this first opportunity to really get to know different folks. It's it's just it's kind of eye opening in a sense um, that it happens. Yet, not a lot of people really like to talk it's still not something that you can feel comfortable yeah. talking about because it, it is a very emotional and um a topic and it does come from a place of pain and hurt for a lot of folks so it's difficult to just talk about um but it's still very prevalent um today and a lot of times especially for college students we're kind of just talking about 
you know, general subjects like, oh, partying, you know, having fun, having a good time. But then at the same time, I feel like for a lot of women also, it's constantly something that you kind of have to think about um, because it is related to more emotional relationships, you know, physical relationships. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's always a chance of that, you know, mm-hmm. coming up and being an outcome. So it's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tian, do you want to add to that? Um, I want to add that just because we're in college, Just because we're in college, um, sorry. Okay, just because we're in college doesn't mean that you don't get raped. What can I say this word? Is it too? Um, I think it's so. I think it's okay. You could. It's it's up to you. I mean, yeah, it's okay, your opinion. Um, so it's my opinion. I feel yeah. like just because you're in college doesn't mean that you are educated. I mean, just because you're educated doesn't mean that you are not in the realm of being, ra- like, of had. Having having a chance of being raped, because the level of education, um, it's different. Because you can be completely educated about one thing, you can be really good in bio in biology, for example, but you might not know a lot of things about, okay, um, about sexual stuff. Um, so for example, guys might feel like, okay, if I'm, um, I'm just gonna talk about date rape. Um, guys might feel like, okay, I'm dating her, so she's she, she she's dating me. She chose me at her as her boyfriend. So that means that if I want to have a relationship with her and in a sexual way, then she has to do that for me, cause cause we're in a relationship together. But that's not the point. Uh, but and then and that becomes and that just that just make day rips happen. On college campuses, sometimes it does. Yeah, with I mean, uh, it could even happen. Um, I think it could even happen for guys too, mm-hmm. or uh, just uh, for people of other um, genders as well. Um, I think there's definitely a need for more transparency in what type of relationships people need from each other. For mm-hmm. example, just to kind of hopefully try to like. Get a better feel for what type of person <laughs> that you're getting involved with, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, but no, I I agree with you. Sometimes it's difficult to really try to get that transparency and really try to um, see and find out exactly where you know relationship is going. And with date rape, that's just plain, um, you know, taking advantage, mm-hmm. basically. So sometimes even with like multiple people, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, it's a very difficult issue to talk about. But so think that. It's worth talking about as mm-hmm. well. Um, um, so, Tian, I have a question for you mm-hmm. um, because you're um, an exchange student mm-hmm. and everything. Um, is this a topic that you feel um, was uh, that people were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, a lot in in your hometown where you're from, or is it more so something that you don't really talk about? Mm. Um, because I live in because I'm from Bangkok, people in ba- people in Bangkok would be. It um, would be very pretty open. So they would, um, especially among college students, they are pretty open. So they would talk about it. So, but it's not something that we are actively going for all the time. It's not something that we talk about a lot. My, I'm personally haven't heard about, um, haven't heard about these issues a lot in Thailand. Maybe because I live in a bubble in Bangkok. It's just like okay. Um, I live among people who are in college and didn't experience that, or even if they have experienced that, I feel like they just didn't want to like bring this up. 
So I would say that it's similar to the U.S. where if you're close to, if you're close with someone, then you are open to talk to. But if you're not exactly close to people, you wouldn't just like strike up a conversation with that, which is normal. So to sum up, I would, I would just say it's similar in the same way in the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How about you, Leah? Like, like, do you think there there's like a difference between like based on like you know. Your background based on like the city where you come from, or, or not really. It's kind of just an all, around general thing that happens. Um, I think growing up with my personal family background, um, this is not something we talked about um, at all. <laughs> um, my yeah, my family very much uh, is kind of all about abstinence, or just make sure you. Um, keep yourself safe. Um, I was taught, yeah, just as long as you're you're doing the right things to keep yourself safe, you're going to be fine, which is not necessarily true. Um, you never know what's going to happen, um, and college is a totally different experience than where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, I feel like it's a lot easier to talk um, to other people about, I guess, issues like this in college because there is. Um, a little bit more open-mindedness. People are um, excited to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're willing and open to learn, um, and that's a really cool thing. I first learned about this through being at college, I guess. Um, was it just through the vagina monologues, or just in general, like through being in college, you learn about some issues like these? I'd say a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I learned a lot through attending the show, um, and. I've learned a lot through talking to my friends about their own experiences because every person comes from a different background and has a story to tell. Right. Yeah, I think also for, um, just in regards to the production itself for the show, um, it is a production where um, mostly based off of local volunteers and college students, um, primarily just college students from UC Irvine, um, who create these performances on stage for uh people to see and they're mostly just monologues that um, these actors and actresses would voice out so what are some of the topics um, just in general that are highlighted in in vagina monologues Um, so for my monologue um, I'm talking a lot about how um, this woman she basically kind of I guess grew up in a family um, and Vaginas aren't necessarily talked about much. She's never really seen her vagina. She notices it once, but then it's kind of grossed out. (laughs) Um, It's not a body part you might look at all the time. Um, And she meets this guy named Bob. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And basically, um, through him, she is able to uh, see herself and see um, her vagina as beautiful because of this guy that she met. Um, And I think there's a lot of different instances of that in the vagina monologues, not necessarily um, in the same way. So that's a specific monologue. Other monologues, um, women will find uh, or be able to love themselves um, through different situations that they um, go through or are involved with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the monologues are about um, women in different places around the world where they are not exactly treated well which I just feel really um, just sad and 
heartbroken about that. And I feel like this monologues, um, the vagina monologues, it's just so powerful. Again, I just keep repeating this. Um, where there are the issues that we n- have never heard about. I learned so much from joining the vagina monologues. There are ish- there's just so much of the um, topics that we just didn't know at all. I'm sure that all of the um, people in the vagina monologues on CASA, on crew, they came with some, with um, a little bit more amount of knowledge than, than general people. But still, we learned so much over time. And it just, every, everything we kept learning just kept shocking us. Yeah. Yeah, because some of the topics that are highlighted in vagina monologues include um, the war in Bosnia mm-hmm. and how um, sexual assault and gang rape were basically um, weapons or uh, tools for power that um, a lot of the uh, military uh, used in order mm-hmm. to uh, take power and take control over um, the civilians in Bosnia. Mm-hmm. So that's that was one example. And uh, this is a, it's not like this is an uncommon topic. Uh, there have been a lot of documentaries produced about mm-hmm. uh, what happened in Bosnia. So um, uh, it, it's still very important, though, to also recognize that things like that, histories from other cultures, mm, lots of people don't really know mm-hmm. still that that happened mm-hmm. and even if they know or even if you hear about it um if you put like you know oh ten thousand you know rapes and, and you kind of put a number on it mm-hmm. it's very difficult to kind of get that idea of what that does to somebody personally mm-hmm. so it kind of gives one example at least in vagina monologues there's there's a really great monologue that gives an example about that and mm-hmm. And what a woman would actually, you know, feel and think about with all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really interesting. Um, also, I think with vagina monologues, also it's it's very different mm-hmm. in which it connects um, women to basically their bodies a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there have been some critics that say that uh, it doesn't necessarily teach you know viewers you know respect <laughs> and respect for their bodies like per, mm-hmm. like. Because respect is seen as a different way. How you treat your body is mm-hmm. is seen um, in different ways to different cultures. Mm-hmm. But I know that at least it gives, it creates some kind of dialogue mm-hmm. um, for your body in a sense. I mean, that's what I got when I first saw the show when I was a freshman. It, it created a dialogue that you actually didn't really think about. Because when you think of, mm-hmm. a lot of times when you think of women power... Um, or strength it's you know we're talking about inner strength we're talking about maybe duty to the family or independence Mm -hmm. being able to you know work and achieve your dreams and be who you want to be whether it's like that a ceo of a business or whether it's like Mm -hmm. you know a mother of of a child or or somebody who helps keep the family together and Mm -hmm. um women play their strengths or their empowerments in a lot of different roles but what vagina monologues does is it depicts what inner power and inner beauty would look like um in a different way um for for women i don't know if do do any of you want to comment on that on top of that i feel like you just completed everything it's just what whatever i was thinking yeah you just said you just said it all i (laughs) i'm i completely agree um so uh when I think any time that also, because you mentioned um, FGM, mm-hmm. Tian, um, have you done any other, like, extra, you know, research on, 
on FGM outside of just that one book that you mm. that you read? So I would I would I would be honest and no, because mm-hmm. that book was really um, complete, and I, I I knew a lot from that, but that was so many years ago, so I kind of forgot. Not until I was in this vagina monologues, it just brought it back to me how much I would love to stop this practice. So can you talk a little bit about this to educate some of the people who might not know exactly what it is? Sure. Yeah, we could talk about it. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. You can talk about okay, it if you'd so like. FGM is when girls um, get the part of the vagina cut off or maybe just destroy the whole thing so that in the future when the woman have sex she would feel pain every single time she she have sexual encounter um so that she would not want to have part, she, she would not want to have sex and so then she would so then guys would be the only um the husband of the family would be the only person who has pleasure in it i believe if i'm not mistaken that it's believed that girls are kind has kind of like evil in them and then if we let girls have pleasure during sex then girls would go around and have a lot of sex with different part like just have different partners and and it's just gonna have like just it's like a bad thing for girls to have a lot of partners but then for for the guys i'm not saying that guys would have a lot of partners but that it would be easier for guys because they would be the only person who has pleasure doing sex Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also the really difficult and controversial thing with FGM mm-hmm. um, is that in the cultures where it is practiced, mm-hmm. that's like a traditional mm-hmm. thing that you would do. That's part of the culture. It's meant to, um, if anything, keep the body purified. And in mm-hmm. some cultures, it's even seen as something that is good for your health and helps um, mm-hmm. a woman maintain her sexual health so, um, mm-hmm. and just in general, health in general. Um, and uh, that's why a lot of times um, it's always seen as taboo. So mm-hmm. um, I'm a public health policy major. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a woman uh, from who studied uh, FGM and the issues that were associated with FGM in Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. And when she was, when she was there, mm-hmm. uh, she explained that um, a lot of times it uh, for for these women and for the communities mm-hmm. i mean um i guess the way that it's portrayed in vagina monologues mm-hmm. um along so with like the way it's portrayed in, in other you know books and other mm-hmm. documentaries and stuff is that it's such a horrible mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. but what she was saying that sometimes just for the other cult for other cultures it's not necessarily seen that way in mm-hmm. fact to have um somebody primarily from a more um westernized view mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. coming in and saying like oh like this practice is wrong mm-hmm. or it seems to be a little bit you know backwards in a way or just mm-hmm. not beneficial for human rights in general mm-hmm. it could be seen as and it has been seen as very mm-hmm. very disruptive mm-hmm. and very disrespectful of a culture mm-hmm. um so yeah that's one of that's one of the things um with fgm so so it's really difficult to um to educate in that sense especially when there's different you know, cultures mm-hmm. being involved with it. So, mm-hmm. um, at least that's what I learned about mm-hmm. it too. Um, yeah. 
Um, I, I am totally respectful of all the cultures and I know that they have different beliefs. I know that in, in certain places where it, where it is practiced, of course it would be seen as a good thing. Otherwise it wouldn't have been going on for how long? Like Year. years, centuries, years, centuries, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I feel like just personally, it's just my opinion. I feel like if it's gonna, if it is, if it should be done to a certain person, then that person should have consent mm. to that. That is just my point. I was, I have respect to the cultures that practice this. If the girls go and say, "Okay, cut my clitoris off," um, okay, cut, um, you can do this to my body part. I have like. How do I say that? Just like, okay, I'm okay with this. Do this to me. Then it's totally fine. But what I'm not okay with, um, personally, is that girls who have no idea what they're being done to just have to get that done to themselves. That is what I feel. So there need would, there would need to be consent, basically. In which yeah. a lot of practices, there isn't consent. Um, I, yeah. This thing was, um, okay. So before, when I was in high school, I used to be a little bit not happy with um, the Muslim girls who have to cover their head because I feel like they are not um, able to, you know, show their hair. For example, when I was when I was not educated enough, but then I learned more and I found out that okay, they are happy with that because it's their culture, and they don't like being exposed and that's what they want to do and then and now i don't feel anything about that i'm like okay if you have that thought of um being respectful to your culture and then i am respectful to your culture too but this is just my personal thought that um fgm is done to little girls who don't know anything in this world Mm. so yeah that's my only concern yeah no thank you for sharing that tian Mm -hmm. um I think also with some other issues that um, are brought up in vagina monologues are cases of, uh, you know, domestic violence and um, assault as well. Because it not necessarily has to be um, sexual violence. Because I think a lot of times when we think of women and just some of, like, you know, human rights violations that happen to to women or to that demographic, a lot of times it's always associated, oh, yeah, that's sexual assault. But it's also domestic violence and domestic abuse and stuff. So, um I guess in in vagina monologues, um, some of the monologues do talk about this a little bit more. Um, What were your original, I guess, just reactions to hearing hearing a monologue like that, to hearing dialogues like that and stories? And um, how how do you feel that also influences the audience who watches the show? Like domestic violence is something that, of course, unacceptable because guys should have respect to women or women should have respect to guys. And um, and my, I have a question that's always in my mind since I've heard about domestic violence. How much do you go to talk about? Okay, this is the dad of the family who's um, educating the kid. You know how, how 
the father, of course, like they can like educate the children by like spank them or like have like you know what I mean like hit them, mm-hmm. them oh like punishment in, like punishment yeah physical punishment yeah so how how far can it go from educating them and or domestic violence so so like what is oh like what's the line yeah like how would you define domestic violence violence exactly okay yeah that's a good question um do you want to answer that leah i mean i think it's interesting because i think it's also can be a very cultural thing um i even within um the united states um there are a lot of different um or different people there are people from different ethnic backgrounds um yeah, I. That is a very tricky question to answer, and I think I feel like it's different, possibly for every person. Um, I know it gets covered in a lot of psychology classes, um, like on what, what are the effects that person has based on like what their punishment was at home, whether it was something physical or if it was something um, not as physical, but still emotional yeah. or verbal, because mm-hmm. there's abuse in multiple different ways. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So just mostly that it's it depends. Yeah, I think also. Well, I mean, if you were to file a lawsuit and say claim that it was domestic violence or domestic abuse, mm-hmm. um, there would be certain things that would constitute it as so. Mm-hmm. So basically, like sometimes if it's like a once like one time thing, mm-hmm. then that's pretty bad. That like that should be enough it's basically to the point where it causes and inflicts so much like pain Mm -hmm. if it if it's to that extent then it is seen as violence into abuse and and yeah that's different for different cultures but at the same time that's different depending on the individual yeah so when you have that and um let's say if you're looking at a lawsuit for example um that was about that issue Mm -hmm. it would mean that there was a pattern Mm-hmm. of that happening so it was continuous it was a way for um, a person um, to deal um, with an issue mm-hmm. so more so that it's affecting you know another person whether that problem was related to the person or not so so that's does that make sense a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. okay so yeah because i mean i guess just like a little like a little spank and stuff you know what i mean yeah. like um i don't know if that would necessarily be constituted as domestic violence mm-hmm. I don't think that would be not necessarily at least that's in my personal opinion I don't think it would be consulted but there's like you could tell there's like a difference like there's a difference between like you know like a spank on the hand or like oh hey no don't do that as opposed to just completely like like beating up someone you know until like they can no longer you know move or feel like they're healthy or feel like they're okay so Mm -hmm. that's that's the main difference I mean you can't just like get super upset at a parent i think if if they like Mm. you know what i mean if they Mm -hmm. like spank their kid like that one time it wasn't even that big of a deal but then Mm -hmm. to say like oh you're a horrible you're a horrible parent you're bad to your bad Mm -hmm. to your kid because a lot of times these types of things are more like a lot of times they're in the family history Mm -hmm. and what's interestingly interestingly enough a lot of a lot of cases associated with domestic um violence or abuse is in a family history Mm -hmm. like it's behavior that tends to be it tends to be carried on to the mm-hmm. next generation just because that's where um that parent or that person grew up from mm-hmm. so um okay so i guess another question that i have for the both of you um you're 
experience being involved um, mm-hmm. in a production like this and mm-hmm. uh, the different uh, people that you've uh, been able to meet. Um, how is that? How has that somewhat changed your perspective? If your if your perspective towards um, some of the issues has changed at all, um, what are just some of the um, big things that you learned out of being part of this production? Um, I, like I said before, I learned so so much. I learned one thing that it's very big that I learned is that there are so many genders in this world. It's not that you are a woman and you are a man and if you are queer then you are a woman who wants to be a man. It's not just that. It can be so many other things and, and UCI is such a big um, supporter of all these people in who, whose sexual orientation is different. Um, yeah. And another thing is that I learned that there are so many people who were sexually assaulted in the past. My, I have some of my good friends who were assaulted. Um, I have a person who is my mother figure who I learned just, uh, just this year that she was assaulted in the past. And, it's, and she's an elderly now, but it's been shaping her, it's, it's been um, affecting her life ever since. So basically she's been living with this pain for, for like every day for, the, for all her life. And it's not, it's not, it's a serious thing. So, yeah, so I learned that and I learned that it's so common. It's just one in every three women is sexually assaulted. And it's, yeah, and it's one more than one billion women on the planet. Really? One billion? Can you even imagine this number? If it's 1,000, it's big enough. If it's 100, it's big enough. Even if it's 10, it's big enough. No one woman should be sexually assaulted. It's 1 billion on the planet. How long are we going to let this go on, you know? It has to stop. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, it really is eye-opening to um, have met so many people that have been um, abused in some way. And to just see how, um, like, they can still live on. They have found resources. They, um, or they are still finding people um, who will love them and support them through whatever they have gone through. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible to me that um, there are people who care so much um, to just be present for these people um, and... Yeah, I definitely think the world needs more people who are supporters um, or, I guess, allies um, for, yeah, just, like, people in general, whether you've been abused or whether um, you're going through another life situation, um, you really do need um, allies in your life. I know that's kind of a general statement. Um, It could apply to um, things through vagina monologues or just other um, things that are happening in your life. It's really important um, to have those people who will back you up. Um, and yeah, and I, I think for me, I do want to be one of those people. Um, and I need other people like that in my life. Yeah, definitely. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's really important to, uh, to have vagina monologues. Sometimes it's just to recognize that there are other people who have also gone through the same thing, but more so people who are willing to advocate against it as it being a global issue. 
Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, One Billion Rising because that's one of the um, movements that was associated uh, with vagina monologues this year, from what I understand. And um, so uh, uh, do one of you want to talk about One Billion Rising and what it is? Um, so One Billion Rising, um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a global movement, like Lauren said, um, to uh, raise awareness um, to people globally about um, sexual assault and to help um, this, bas- or basically to end uh, gender-based violence um, all across the globe. Um, there are people uh, putting on this production, um, doing different things, um, On Valentine's Day, we had um, a One Billion Rising kind of gathering in Aldrich Park. Um, We had a whole bunch of people gathered around. There was a drum circle. um, And basically, our goal was to get people to come up and ask us, like, what, why are there so many people here? What are you doing? Um, We want to know. So we can tell people, yeah, we are standing up. Um, We are One Billion Rising to um, stop gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and other countries too. Uh, they had we saw some pictures like um, in India. It's 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 a movement that's happening in the Philippines. Also, it's happening there and in other countries. Um, they have like Mexico City. We uh, even heard about this one uh, man who, who he said that he had vagina monologues in his high school in Mexico City. So that's pretty. Uh, that's a really um, interesting uh, story right there and uh, it's also happening in a lot of other uh, campuses that are involved as well. In my college in Thailand they're doing it also. Oh, in my college so in Thailand. Cool. Oh, yeah. they're doing it in Thailand too? Okay, yeah, see? Right now. <laughs> yeah, that's bomb. <laughs> that's really awesome. Do you, do you keep in touch with any of the um, people who are involved with the production in Thailand or in, in your high school mm-hmm. in Thailand? Because my college is so big in Thailand, so I don't really particularly know any of them. I just heard that there's this thing going on on campus, and I was like, wow. Um, Has it been on the campus in the past? Um, I am not sure. I don't believe so, because I haven't heard about that before. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That would be great if it was, like, the first time on campus, yeah? Yeah. Um, So that's a little bit more about One Billion Rising. And it's not just about sexual assault. It's also uh, just women and how um, their stories are also tied to the economy and also tied to um, their jobs. And a lot of times there's a lot of issues in regards to um, women and the struggles that they still have today um, with uh, employment and how a lot of supervisors um, treat women based on um, their skill or their background um, in regards to employment. So that's another thing too. But um, I think it's Interestingly enough, it, uh, it's something that has been going on, though. One Billion Rising is not something that Vagina Monologues or V-Day started at all. It's mm-hmm. This year, it's only something that has become integrated into um, what Vagina Monologues stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, really interesting in itself as well. And what are some uh, resources uh, that the both of you know are available to any um, students on campus who have um, experienced such issues and um, would like to seek help? Um, well, I know one of the resources that we are specifically um, donating some of our money to is the CARE office, the Campus Assault Resource Education Center. Um, yeah, so if you are ever in need of any, um, I guess, like guidance or counseling or therapy in um, 
different like campus assault situations that you have been through or even that like a friend has been through and they don't know what to do um, that is definitely a place you can go and they will help you out um, they'll answer any of your questions um, super useful yeah mm -hmm. I definitely keep that office in mind yeah the they have center. they have like other workshops and things too that teach you more about what it is mm -hmm. to be in a healthy yeah. relationship the difference between a healthy and unhealthy relationship and a loving relationship and sometimes they even have activities like yoga and meditation oh, yes which is always nice um, <laughs> so they have yoga and meditation as well um, if any um, students listening out there um, are interested in learning more about the care office uh, they have been involved with uh, the vagina monologues being a production at UCI and being successful every year at UCI which is good as well um, okay so I guess also, I wanted to ask um, you two in regards to what, in regards to the audience and those who are listening right now, what can other people do if they would like to just be more involved, like more on a personal, you know, level? How how can they help be advocates against issues such as, you know, sexual assault or domestic violence and other issues that do affect people? I guess as um, we provided the source, you can just come talk to us, um, talk to the care center anytime. And also, if you go to the show and you see us, it would be so cool if you can just come to us and start talking about anything that you have feelings about. You know, because we are open. All of us came from different backgrounds, but we just match perfectly. <laughs> with they, yeah, we are all open and they're just so nice. Um, one thing that I would like to add is that from the show last night, by the end of the shows, there were um, partners of our cast that just came and gave, oh, not, not only cast, and crew too, they just came and gave us flowers, boyfriends of someone, people, like some girls on the cast, and it's just, it's just so cool to see, it's so nice to see how healthy relationships are like, you know, like one of the girls, um, um, her boyfriend came, her boyfriend booked her, um, ticket to fly to Chicago, but then he pushed it, oh, like, he pushed it a day, um, a day, how do you say, a day ahead, no, um, a day back, a day back, yeah, a day later, um, yeah, to see her, like, so she, ha he, so he had to pay to, to go to Chicago later, like, for one day, to see her and she, he can support her. Oh, that's and really all, nice. That is really I didn't know nice. that happened. That's, that's good. True. Yeah, and a lot of boyfriends just came and had all this um, paper, what is it called? Like the posters? posters. Yeah. Vagina power. Um, go vagina monologues, whatever. It's just very good to see. So even though some of the girls might have been, I would, um, if I am allowed to say that some of the girls um, have experienced, have experienced that personal before. things, yes. But it's just so cool to see that they are able to find healthy relationships at the end. And it's just good, it's just um, wonderful to see that they are able to be in the relationships like that and they are able to distinguish between good ones and bad ones. Because mm -hmm. some of my friends, I um, some of my friends had experienced bad relationships before or maybe even be in one right now before that they don't know that there are ways out 
they don't know that they deserve something more. Mm -hmm. They don't know that if they say if you are in an unhealthy relationship, you don't know that you can get out of the relationship to be with someone who would provide you a healthy relationship. Um, so, for example, one of my friends stay with one girlfriend. This one is, um, he's a guy. He stayed with one girlfriend for so many years and he didn't enjoy that. But he did not feel like he could, he could be with someone who he would enjoy because he didn't feel his self-worth. And that just um, dawned on me that there are people in the world who deserve something better than they are um, experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just if you are listening to this show and if you're planning to come tonight or tomorrow night to watch the show, and if you have something to say, just come to any of uh, the member of the production. We are totally open to talk to you, and yeah. Uh, Tian, did you see the show before you um, no. auditioned for it? Oh, okay, so you never actually saw the full production before. No. So what is it, so how was that experience for you then? It's a lot of learning, huh? <laughs> it's a lot of learning and eye-opening and just... As I said before, everything just kept shocking me. Every single week that we had our practice uh, rehearsal, it's just like, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> in my mind, all, over and over. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, how about you, Leah? Um, I think if you're looking for more ways to get involved in supporting the movement or supporting the people who um, are a part of Vagina Monologues, you can... Um, there's definitely a lot of volunteer opportunities for people. Um, you can go to the V-Day website mm -hmm. um, and get involved in that way. You can find a local performance um, and email them or call them up and say, hey, I really support what you guys are doing um, and I would like to be involved. And you can help out because we definitely would not be able to put on the performance without a lot of our volunteers um, or the crew that we have mm -hmm. um, to help put on the show. Or um, another way you can get involved is just... Yeah, getting involved in maybe some other local movements or like the care office. You could um, do an internship there or... Um, they take volunteers I'm, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can get involved. There's um, another movement that we're supporting called um, Women Helping Women, WHW in Santa Ana, um, that basically helps women um, out of whatever situation they're in to um, kind of... Uh, prepare themselves for interviews and to be able to start new jobs. I mean, I know a couple of the people who are involved in Vagina Monologues right now actually intern at mm -hmm. um, that company that is helping those women or those yeah. people um, in general that um, are looking to find new career paths or jobs. Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, you can find things like that locally, too. That's just one example. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I think it's really great. And um, also, uh, just for those who are tuning in, um, if you would like to see the show, um, it's happening tonight mm -hmm. and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, both are at 7.30 p.m. And they run for about an hour and a half, and it's at the Physical Science Lecture Hall, or PSLH. Um, and that's at the UC Irvine campus. So for anyone um, tuning in now and you're interested in watching the show, um, you can check out more information at vdayuci.com. That's vdayuci.com. So um, that's a good way to learn more about it as well. And uh, you can purchase your tickets online um, before 2 o'clock p.m. if you'd like to see the last show uh, tomorrow is the last time that um, they're having the show. And uh, there will also be a booth 
um, in front of Starbucks on Ring Road um, tomorrow during the day as well um, before the show. So, uh, so I guess we're just going to uh, wrap it up now. So, uh, uh, Tian, thank you for coming um, and being a guest on the show. And you too, Leah. And um, is there anything else that you would like you know, to say to KUCI listeners? Um, thank you for inviting us. It's a very good experience to share this. Um, and it's, it, I'm just really happy to get to talk to more people through this, um, through KUCI. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, if you're ever looking for someone to talk to about something like this, I'm always here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. Yeah, so um, again, if you're um, interested in Vagina Monologues, feel free to go and see the show tonight even. Um, I think they're selling tickets outside um, as well. So uh, you could do that, and uh, you'd be able to talk to some of the cast members like Tian and Leah and just, you know, have a conversation and just learn a little bit more, um, share stories, and yeah. So um, for all those tuning in, this is uh, Activism for Amateurs. Uh, I'm your host, Lauren Q, um, here on KUCI. And uh, next week, we will try to uh, get some interviews um, on the air for you uh, we will, where we will interview nurses um, who are involved with uh, union organizing work um, in the community. Uh, in the local LA community as well as Orange County and there uh, is also um, a vigil coming up uh, this Monday in Long Beach uh, for um, nurses who are supported by unions who are just trying to get um, better um, work conditions you know in the hospitals that they're working at and uh, there's also a vigil here um, in Orange County. So uh, if you'd like more information on that, I will post it up on the site for this show. The blog site is activismforamateurs.kuci.org. Um, feel free to check that out for um, some of the upcoming events regarding that. And then you could tune in to the show on Friday, 4 to 5 p.m., and we will interview some nurses who are working with these unions and hear more about um, their stories um, on the air. So thanks, for everyone, for tuning in. Um, Tian Lee, you want to say bye? Bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay. And um, stay tuned. Up next, we have the Laughter Lounge, a uh, great comedy show um, for you from KUCI. So, uh, again, for all those uh, tuning in, um, if you have any questions, you could also email me at laurenq at KUCI.org. Feel free to shoot an email and we'll, if you ever want to get a shout out about a community event or if you are a student um, activist on campus and would like to have your story heard, uh, feel free to contact me there. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all we have for the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. territory where Carlos Bulosan once lived to tell the story of the rain swept glory of Mike Jackson men who fight the destination we were destined to end left the writing on the wall in the halls of the Nippon Khan others transformed majority Decepticons but my conception of the Walkman's rotation is you live